Hey, welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, and we are extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. I am so happy you're here with me on this episode, and I'm excited for the information you're about to hear. This episode is all about becoming a better decision maker. If you want different outcomes in your life, you must start making better decisions, but What no one has probably ever given you is the blueprint on how to do that. So that's what I'm going to share with you. That's what you're going to hear in just a moment. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the Black Health Academy podcast. A new episode is released every Wednesday and a 60-second tip of the week is released every Friday. The Black Health Academy podcast is a great accompaniment to our online educational platform, the Black Health Academy, where you can join at www.theblackhealthacademy.com. And the podcast is where I like to introduce psychological perspectives that help you start thinking and approaching your health and your decisions a little differently. And so if you love the information you hear today, please share with someone who needs to hear it. Please share with someone who needs to come get this health. Um, Make sure you follow and subscribe to me on social media at Lisa Angel Smith on Facebook and or Instagram. Listen, thank you again for tuning in. Be sure to click that subscribe button and leave a comment below if you hear something that resonates with you in this episode. Please enjoy. Hey, Instagram. Hey, Facebook. Hey, Instagram. Hey, Facebook. So I want to talk today about how to become a better decision maker, three ways to become a better decision maker. So I made a reel a few posts ago that several of you enjoyed, and that post a few uh, a little bit ago was all about the importance of becoming a better decision maker. A lot of us want different outcomes in our life, whether that be health, whether that be in our finances, whether that be in our relationships, we're noticing patterns in our life and things that keep happening recurringly. Hey, Coach Latanya Kelly. Hey, hey. Um, so we keep, a lot of us are starting are at the age where we're starting to notice patterns in our life. And we really need to improve our decision-making skills in order to break those patterns. So what I want to share with you today is three ways to become a better decision maker. So this is for you if you've maybe reached that point in your weight loss journey where you're like, why do I keep yo-yoing between the same 15, 20, and 30 pounds? Like, why am I, when it comes to my numbers, you know, why are my numbers going up, but then I get them down, then they go right back up. So, you know, when it comes to your money, same thing. You're not exactly where you want to be and you're trying to figure out how to get out of the cycle, how to break the cycle and this pattern where you get a little bit ahead then you fall right back. Maybe in your relationships with friends or partners, right? You're noticing patterns and you need to understand how to break those patterns. So this is for you. Okay, so I'm going to give you three ways to become a better decision maker. The thing I said in the reel a couple posts ago was I said you have to stop burdening people in your life by complaining about the consequences 
of the decisions you made as a result of not making a different decision, right? Because what we tend to do is we make a decision. It turns out not to be the best, the healthiest, or the right decision, but then we rant and rave for however long about the consequences of that decision as opposed to rerouting some of that energy toward the decision that was made in the first place, really thinking through what could I have done differently, right? And so, but what we do is we harp on the consequences of the decision as opposed to harping on the decision maker. That's you. That's yourself. That's the man in the mirror, okay? So... I want to help you. I want to help you look yourself in the mirror and start making better decisions for your life. So you're ready? Let's get into it. Here's three ways to make better decisions. Number one, you have to master the comprehension of information versus just the consumption of information. Okay? So what does this mean? This means that what most people do, what most of us do, and I have been guilty of this myself, is we when 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 we're trying to embark on a goal i don't know become an entrepreneur how to exit from your nine to five how to adopt a plant-based diet how to lose weight how to become you know financially free how to get out of debt right there's an abundance like a plethora like an overwhelming amount of information out there on YouTube, on Google, in the bookstore, audio books, friends, family, there's an abundance of information out there on how to do that thing that you want to do. And what most people do is they get out here and they start consuming information, right? So they just, okay, let me buy this book. There's a, oh, such and such hosts a podcast about this. Let me, let me put that on play. You know, let me go to YouTube. A good friend of mine was able to lose this weight or, you know, get out of debt. Let me ask them. And so we consume consume, consume, consume information, right? But when's the last time you read a book, listened to a podcast, went to a class, you know, you know, uh, got coached by someone and you were able to then repeat the information? When is the last time you were able to regurgitate the information? When's the last time you were able to then to pass it down, meaning you then teach it to someone else? What does that mean exactly? That means that what most people do is they give their self credit for knowing that already. Like I've had people say that to me, like, I know, I heard this already. Like they come to my classes. They come to my <laughs> coach. Latanya said guilty. Absolutely. They come to my classes. They come to my lectures. They sit in my audiences and they tell me I'm not telling them anything new. Right. And so they are, they are like used to overly consuming information. But what they haven't mastered is the comprehension of that information. And one way to test whether or not you are comprehending what you're consuming is your ability to regurgitate that information, to repeat it, to teach it to someone else, right? Like how embedded in your psyche is it? And then how embedded in your core values has it become? Right. Like I could tell you guys to your blue in the face that you don't have to eat meat to get protein. You don't have to eat meat to get protein. But what do you do? Like because you, you say you're afraid of going plant based because you're not going to get enough protein. And even though you've heard me and several of the experts say that a thousand times. So you've consumed that piece of content a thousand times. You haven't comprehended it. You haven't embedded it into your core values. You haven't put it into practice. And so you keep seeking out more and more information without constantly, without being able to um, say from practice as opposed to theory that it's true, 
right? And so you speak from theory, you speak from assumptions, but not from practice. And so you are then able to regurgitate or teach it to someone else once you've adopted a plant-based diet for you know, a significant amount of time to realize, okay, I actually don't have a protein deficiency after six months, after one year. And you are now able to articulate why. Like, oh, what I learned in my journey that has proven to be true through practice is that all protein comes from plants. And when we eat animals, we're eating the middleman, right? So what I'm going to do is take out the middleman and go straight to the source. The amino acids are in the plant. So therefore, I don't need protein. I don't need meat for protein, right? But what we do is we consume that content. We hear it all the time. But because we haven't put it in practice, we don't know the whys behind it. So you understood what I said. You were able to repeat you don't need meat for protein, but you didn't comprehend it because you haven't really consumed the information in such a way to learn something. You're just consuming information. Final thing I'll say about this first one is this. The consumption of information is not a strategy. Okay. The consumption of information is not a strategy. The consumption of information is a step in a strategy. All right, but it is not the whole strategy for so many people collecting information, i.e. researching is their strategy. Like, okay, I'm I'm thinking about going plant-based. Let me learn a little more. Let me do my research. Let me ask my doctor about it. Let me, you know, ask some people I trust about it. Let me talk to some people who seems like they did it. The consumption of information is not a strategy. Consuming information about why a plant-based diet is effective and will increase your longevity and help you lose weight will not help you lose weight and increase your longevity. You just consume the information that it will. And so the consumption of information is not a strategy. The consumption of information is a step in a bigger strategy. So we need to put the consumption of information back in its proper place in the strategy and not saying, I'm I'm like, okay, so you're trying to lose weight. Um, What's your plan? Like, what method are you going to use? Like, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to research it first. I'm going to research this plant-based thing. And okay, then what? Nope, nope. I'm just, I'm in research mode. Okay, I got it. But what's the foot, like, what's the next step? What's the step before the research? What's the step after the research? Right? So that's number one. That's the first step on how to become a better decision maker. Exactly right, Nataki. Nataki said they be researching their life away. I'm talking about researching their life away. You hear me? Let me tell you when research becomes detrimental. Okay. It's it's the dip, it's the perfect difference between so consuming information versus comprehending information is equivalent to entertainment versus enlightenment. Like you get to a point in researching and studying and looking up information that it now becomes entertainment and there is no enlightenment. It's not until you comprehend what you've consumed that you are now enlightened. Most people think if I heard it before, I'm enlightened. I'm woke now. No, 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 no. It's the comprehension of it, the practical application of the theory, right? And now you're able to draw your own conclusion that makes you enlightened. Enlightened in either direction, right? Enlightened that it does work, like you have been told, or enlightened that it doesn't work. Either way, you're now enlightened. But what most people do is they consume the information, never comprehending it, so they never get to the point of comprehension. They never get to the point of enlightenment.
Okay. So that's how you, number one, become a good decision maker, where you start comprehending information through, you know, practical application of it. Like, let me see, am I really going to be protein deficient on a plant-based diet, right? Now you can make a better decision, like after six months or even three months of going plant-based, you know, I got my blood drawn. I actually don't have a protein deficiency. I don't have any nutritional deficiencies. Okay. So the information that I had consumed that told me I would was false. I'm enlightened now. And not only that, the information that I consumed that told me I would have a protein deficiency or nutritional deficiencies, right? Um, now that I have data to prove that that's not true, I can make a better decision on what to do next. Well, I'm going to next, I'm going to stay on this plant-based diet or I'm going to enhance um, my plant-based lifestyle now, right? I'm going to go, I'm, I'm now ready for a coach. I've done 30 days, three months by myself. The next decision that I'm going to make in my health because I've comprehended this first step is that now I'm going to continue on this journey or I'm going to pivot on this journey, whatever your decision is. But that's step one on how you become a better decision maker. Step two, number two, you have to master critical thinking. You have to. So many of us do not think critically. So I'm explaining what this means. All right. Um, critical thinking means let's, you have a decision to make. All right. And let's just stay on this example of health. Like you've, you've reached a point in your weight loss, in your weight loss journey, in your health journey, where you're like, I know my diet has to change. Like there's like, I've tried everything else. I've tried out running a bad diet. I've tried exercising my way to weight loss. I've tried starving myself to weight loss. I've tried uh, lax laxatives, supplements, detox teas. None of it works. So now I'm finally at that point where I realize I have to change my diet to lose weight. Okay. So let's say you've arrived at that conclusion. Now you have a decision to make. You have to decide how you're going to change your diet. You've been hearing about keto. You've been hearing about plant-based. You've been hearing about Mediterranean diet. And so you're you have a decision to make. Okay. Okay. And so now you have three options, keto, plant-based, Mediterranean, right? And how do we now use critical thinking to make a decision? Well, first we gather all of our options and we assess each in the absence of bias, preference, or ego, okay? Don't worry, I got examples coming, okay? So Lisa, what exactly does it mean to be a critical thinker? It means, number one, you gather all, your, all of your options. So you need to know what things are you deciding between, right? So in this case, to lose weight, you're trying to decide whether I'm gonna do keto, plant-based, or Mediterranean diet. Okay, so we got our options on the table, all right? Now we have to assess each one of those in the absence, and this is the key with critical thinking, y'all, in the absence of bias or your ego, that's what critical thinking is, meaning you're really assessing the raw data and facts of each option without your feelings or your ego or your preferences getting in the way. So here's an example. OK, so listen, we got these three dietary choices that we're trying to decide which one to adopt in order to meet your weight loss goals. All right. So here's what happens when you're, let's say you're assessing the plant-based diet first and you're like, hmm, I've been hearing great things about going plant-based. Lisa no, said she kept her 65 pounds off by going plant-based. That's one of my options for losing my 60 pounds, right? But then you look at a plant-based diet and you like, whoa, 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 a plant-based diet is no animal products, 
That includes dairy, and I love cheese, right? And you're like, I really love cheese. So then you say, here's the decision you make. A plant-based diet won't work. I ain't going to do that one. Not because it's not effective at losing weight, right? Not because you have any proof that it's going to be detrimental to your health, but because you love cheese so much and a plant-based diet asks you to give up cheese. So you've now made a decision not on based not by using effective critical thinking, but now you've made a decision based on preference or bias. The goal is to lose the weight. What's been purported is that a plant-based diet is definitely going to do that for you. You have not made a decision based on whether or not this diet is going to be effective in doing that. There's a lot of data that says it will. You've now made a decision because you're a poor decision maker on the fact that a plant-based diet asks you to give up cheese and you love cheese too much to give it up. So let me choose a different diet that allows me to have my preferences, even though I know cheese is full of fat and full of sodium and those things have historically halted my weight loss journey. You are a poor decision maker. That is not critical thinking. Your critical thinking should be based on what are all my options what is the viability of each based on their ability to help me achieve the outcome I seek, i.e. lose weight? What is the viability of a keto diet, a plant-based diet, or a Mediterranean diet help to help me lose my weight? And we're going to throw an extra one in there because maybe all three of them might help you lose weight. Not only do I want to lose the weight, I want to keep it off. And I want to, at the same time, decrease my chances for heart disease, decrease my chances for diabetes. Well, I know getting rid of animal products is going to do that. So a plant-based diet is probably the best choice, although I'm going to have to give up something I love, i.e. cheese. You're now a good decision maker because your bias isn't getting in the way of the facts. Let me give you another example of bad critical thinking when it comes to ego. Same example. I want to lose weight. Here are the three diets I'm thinking about adopting. Okay, Plant-based keto and Mediterranean. But in this case, your ego gets in the way of critical thinking because your ego says, you know, um, I'm worried about being labeled as vegan. I don't want to be vegan. I don't want to call myself vegan. I don't want to be bunched in with all those crazy radical vegans. And then you or you say something like I tried like a plant based challenge before. Maybe you tried doing the Daniel fast or something else and you did. You weren't successful. Like you failed. like you gave in and you ate the cheese, you ate the butter, you ate the chicken, whatever. And when you tried it before and failed, you know, people were talking stuff like I thought you were going plant based. What happened? Blah, blah, blah. And you felt something. You were embarrassed. You had feelings about it. So now you're making the decision not to do it again, not because it's not the best method to help you lose weight, be because you're worried about what other people are going to think and the perception of embarrassment has caused you to make a different decision. Now your ego has entered the chat and now you've made a decision based on your ego, not based on the viability and the effectiveness of the plant-based diet. That's a poor decision maker. Okay. So number two is master critical thinking. What does critical thinking mean? It means you gather all of the options that you're trying to decide between and you assess each in the absence of bias and ego. Okay, that's super important because a lot of you guys are making poor decisions because you're worried about the wrong thing. What is this? What is such and such going to think? 
What are they going to say? Is so-and-so going to think I'm copying off of them or trying to, you know, steal their shine? Is so-and-so going to do this? You know, you're worried about the wrong. Sh- that ain't your concern. The concern is, will this option help me achieve the outcome in the most efficient manner? Right. Your ego has nothing to do with this decision. Your preferences around cheese and chicken has nothing to do with this decision. Will taking cheese and chicken out of my diet help reverse my diabetes, help me lose weight, help get my blood pressure down? Is the answer yes? Then that's the goal. Make the decision based on the effectiveness of the strategy. That's critical thinking. Okay. We have a... um. A method that I teach my coaches inside of the other 23. The other 23 is my plant-based and coaching certification. So I teach health professionals how to introduce plant-based nutrition into their practice or their business. Um, I help them master plant-based nutrition, but I also certify them in coaching, teaching them how to be effective coaches. Like just because you have a subject, just because you're a subject matter expert doesn't mean you can be a great coach. So anyway, so I I teach my coaches how to be coaches and I teach them how to master plant-based nutrition inside the other 23. And we have this method that I teach them called the LCA method that I created. Lights create action. That's the name of the method. Um, And so I I teach my students this, what I'm telling you now, in a very more detailed, more robust lesson, obviously. Um, But I teach them in this LCA method, I teach them the, the strategy of how to create an exit strategy from an undesirable condition. And one of the things they have to do is they have to ask themselves about five critical thinking questions in this strategy. And we've had some really deep, like juicy conversations um, in the other 23 as my coaches are unpacking their belief systems around, you know, pursuing a certain decision. Like a couple of my coaches are like, I'm a little nervous about exiting from you know, corporate or, or working for someone else and moving full time into being a coach or entrepreneur. And we've been unpacking their belief systems around moving forward. And they have to go through this critical thinking process and strategy that I created, that I laid out for them because they are, they have historically made decisions based on their ego. So they're like, I'm afraid I'm going to fail publicly. I'm afraid that people are going to criticize me, whatever. They've historically made decisions based on preference. And so not because they're like, well, I don't want to, for example, go live or use social media in my coaching business. I prefer to stay behind the scenes. And I'm like, this is not an option for you anymore. If you're following the process that I'm putting out in front of you, you have to use social media. You have to show up publicly. You have to be on camera. And so they have a history, some of them, of making decisions based on preference. I don't want to be live. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be a public brand or based on ego. What if I fail? What if this doesn't work? What? Yeah, I'm going to be embarrassed. And so I'm teaching them how to make decisions, critical thinking decisions um, based on data and based on comprehending what I'm telling them and like really testing the theory of their beliefs. So this is a really, when I tell you, all of us have heard of critical thinking, but none of us probably have, you know, really sat down to really think about what that means or even applied it in the years since we've learned, if you learned about it in some type of college course, or I don't know, I don't know if they teach it at high school, but what does it mean to really think critically? And so that when you master that, you make better decisions, okay? And then the final way to become a better decision maker is you should only be making data-driven decisions. Only making data-driven decisions. Okay, so let's review before I go over this final one. 
First way to become a better decision maker is you must start comprehending information and not just consuming information. It's the difference between entertainment and enlightenment. The second way to become a better decision maker is you must become a better decision maker is you must start using critical thinking skills, gathering all of the options and assessing each in the absence of of preference or ego. Okay. And then this final one that I'm going to talk about is you must make only data driven decisions. And another better way of saying this is feelings are not facts. Many of us make decisions based on how we feel. Feelings are not facts. Feelings are not data. Are feelings real? Absolutely. Your feelings are valid. Matter of fact, one of the few things um, that makes you vastly different from other mammals, <laughs> like a, a bear, a horse, a cow, I don't know, a pig, is the fact that you can feel feelings. <laughs> That's what literally what makes you human. So I don't want to take that away from us, right? Like feeling feelings is important. However, okay, when it comes to making decisions and being a better decision maker, Okay, your feelings might have their place, but they cannot drive the final decision. They, your feelings cannot be the final driver in the fight in the decision. Yes, Nataki, thank you for putting it in the chat. Feelings are not facts. So let me give you an example because you know, um, shout out to me, the, the analogy queen. Okay, so you know, someone again, let's just stick with the weight loss example. You know, I really want to lose weight. I'm trying to decide between plant-based keto or Mediterranean diet, but I feel like I'm not going to get everything I need as far as vitamins and minerals on a plant-based diet, right? I feel like it's going to be too hard, like, or I'm already feeling overwhelmed at the thought of giving up dairy, (laughs) at the thought of not being able to have seafood. I'm like, I'm overwhelmed. Right. Like I I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what to cook, how to grocery shop. I have no idea how to dine out. And then because I feel so overwhelmed, because I feel so stuck, like I I don't even want to try. So because my feelings got the best of me, because I've decided not to invest in a coach. I've decided not to invest in higher learning. I just feel like I can't do it on my own, although the. Although I have information that says a plant-based diet will be the most effective in losing this weight, because I feel overwhelmed, I feel stuck, um, I feel stressed out about what is going to be required to overhaul my diet in this way, I'm, I'm choosing to make a different decision. But not based on the effectiveness of the strategy, just based on literally how I feel. I feel like I won't get everything I need. I'm going to develop nutritional deficiencies. So here's what happened. Remember earlier I told you in the other 23 in the um, LCA method that I teach my coaches, I take them through. I teach them several different strategies. One of the strategies we use in that method is the scientific method. Okay, a lot of you guys have heard of the scientific method, maybe when we were, I don't know, elementary, middle school, right? So essentially, a scientific method is a very methodical way of having a theory and testing the theory. So you have a theory, you draw a hypothesis, you test the hypothesis, you then look at the data and you refine the hypothesis. 
That's what the scientific method is. If anybody remembers from school, okay? That's exactly what you need to do when you're trying to make decisions. You have to institute the scientific method, okay? So here's what happens. My students come into Firm to Table, my plant-based coaching program, right? And they have this belief that they feel like they're going to have nutritional deficiencies. I'm not going to be able to get everything I need on a plant-based diet. I must have to supplement. I'm going to need a protein powder. I'm going to need a multivitamin. I'm going to need a B12. I'm going to need all of this stuff, right? Now, they haven't been fully plant-based ever in their life. They've maybe tried taking out a few things, but they have not been consistently plant-based with the 100% absence of animal products for any amount of time, they just come in with these assumptions, maybe from horror stories they've heard or whatever, right? And so the way that I help them to make a data-driven decision on whether or not a plant-based diet is going to be effective for them and whether or not they're going to have nutritional deficiencies is what do we do? We test that hypothesis that they're going to be nutritionally deficient. How do we do that? In the first 10 weeks of Farm to Table, there is no animal products. I tell them there, we call it meds, no meat, eggs, dairy, or seafood. Okay, so we're going to take all of the animal products out of your diet and let's see if you really do develop these nutritional deficiencies that you're so worried about. That's what life is all about. I have a theory, I test the theory. I have a theory, I create a hypothesis, I test the hypothesis, I look at the data of that test, and I refine, right? And so after, literally, our students, they, they graduate from Farm to Table, they become an alumni, they're showing up to our alumni meetings after six months, eight months, a year after working with me, they're like, not only do I feel amazing, Right. Not only have my weight gone down, my blood pressure gone down, I've reversed my diabetes. I'm no longer on, you know, psychotropic drugs, drugs, all of this. Right. That like my cancers in remission. Like this is real stuff. My students come and tell me they're like, and I don't have like, I just got blood work done, Lisa, and I don't need this. I don't need that. I did need some vitamin D. But other than that, I didn't have anything. I'm like, oh, OK. So your original hypothesis that a plant-based diet was going to make you deficient in some critical nutrient proved to be false. So now that we have that data, because we've tested the theory, we can now refine the hypothesis, which is it's actually the opposite. What I thought coming into this experiment was that a plant-based diet was going to render me nutritionally deficient. Now that I've tested my hypothesis and I have the data to show now I'm refining the hypothesis and the new hypothesis says a plant-based diet does the opposite of what I originally thought. It turns out the new hypothesis is the new conclusion that we are now drawing is a plant-based diet actually delivers me all the 102 vitamins and minerals that I need to thrive if implemented correctly in the way Lisa teaches this. An elevated level of a plant-based diet, meaning I don't rely on a bunch of vegan junk food. I don't pour a bunch of vitamins and supplements down my throat without ever verifying that I ever needed them, right? So I've tested the theory and what I've concluded is by adopting this whole food plant-based diet in the way in which I, my coach taught me, right, with diversity, with new tries, with color, with all of this stuff, it turns out 
I was able to get rid of the multivitamins that I thought I had to take every day. I was, I was, I threw the Metamucil in the furthest trash can, the furthest away from my house because I ain't never putting that in my body no more. Now that I know how to read labels, now that I know how to make my plate my multivitamin as, a, as opposed to making my medicine cabinet my multivitamin, my theory, my new hypothesis is that a plant-based diet actually has the ability to deliver to me in its whole food form all of the vitamins and minerals that I need to thrive. It doesn't deprive me of them. It actually, if I implement it consistently and properly, it actually does just the opposite of what I originally theorized. That's how you become a better decision maker, by making data-driven decisions. How do we get data? By coming up with a hypothesis and testing it. Another example of this, in the other 23 with my coaches and my certification, listen, they come in and they're like, oh my God, Lisa, you want me to go live? You want me to do video? You want me to use social media to um, establish my authority in this plant-based health coaching space? And they're like, um, people are not going to listen to me. People are not going to like me. I don't know enough. I'm not qualified. Uh, what else do they say? They say, you know, nobody's going to buy. Nobody's going to book with me. I'm not going to get any clients. I said, that's, that's a beautiful theory. I'm not even going to argue with whether or not you're right or wrong. Neither one of us know. Like me saying the opposite of that is just another theory. It just happens to be positive, right? So me saying, no, 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 coach, that's not going to happen. You're, you're like people are going to love your content. People are going to engage with your content. People are going to, you know, um, click that link in your bio and want to book a discovery call with you. You're going to be fired. You are capable. That's just another theory. We both could be wrong. I'm, I'm telling them everything is going to work out beautifully. They're telling me they're worried everything is not going to work out. But what we don't have at this point in the conversation is data to prove either one of us right or wrong, right? Okay, so they come in with all the ways this is going to go wrong. I come in with all the ways this is going to go right. The only way to decide what the truth is, is by what? Following my process. Get into the student portal in the curriculum. Do the work that I ask you to do. Show up and do the lives. Show up and create the content in the way I teach you how to create it, right? And do it consistently. And let's just get data. Let's look at the numbers. Look at that. You got 150 views on your first bit. Oh, you said somebody slid in your DMs and started asking more questions about how to work with you. Oh, you're telling me people are sharing your stuff now. Oh, somebody reached out to you because they wanted to book you for a speaking engagement. I'm sorry. What was that theory you had about this wasn't going to work? What was that fear-based theory you, were, um, you came up with and, and that fear-based decision you were making about not moving forward? Okay, so now we have data to make a better, a better next decision. And that's how you become a better decision maker, by using the scientific theory. And, it, and it's in my short explanation here that I can give you. So let's review. Lisa, I am sick of getting the same outcomes in my life, whether it be in my health, my relationships, my money, my personal and spiritual development. I'm sick of getting the same outcomes every year. I'm trying to be a better new version of me. I want to be leaner. I want to be fitter. I want to be richer. I want to be more in love. I want to be over this Trump, whatever it is. But it seems like every time I embark on something, I keep getting the same outcome. Two steps forward, two steps back, and I'm not really making progress. Help me. I say, okay, you need to become a better decision maker. It sounds like you're making some decisions that are not quite sound, right? You're not using... Um, a great framework to make better decisions. Lisa, how do I become a better decision maker? One, stop just consuming information and start comprehending it. 
All right. You cannot. The consumption of information is not a strategy. Lord, somebody tell them 100 times. The consumption of information is a step in a strategy. All right. Number two, master critical thinking. You have to have the ability to lay out all of your options in front of you. I want to experience a uh, abundance and be debt free. Okay, am I going to use the Dave Ramsey method? Okay, am I going to use I don't know somebody else's method through name three other financial people? Am I going to use the Budgetista's method? Am I going to use Dominique Broadway's method? Am I going to use a Dave Ramsey method? So I got my options in front of me. Now, as a critical thinker, I'm going to assess each one of the options. Who, what coach do I want to go with to get out of debt? I'm going to make the decision based on, right, based on the viability of each option and the, the effectiveness of each option, not based on my personal preference and not based on my ego. Okay, that's a critical thinker. Right. And then the third way to become a better decision maker is making data driven decisions and not feeling driven decisions. So my decisions are not going to be based on my emotions. I am not going to be making emotional decisions. I am going to be making decisions based on data. How do I get data, Lisa? By testing my theory. Right. I'm worried. I don't think the Dave Ramsey method worked. Never mind the millions of people who he said who have used the strategy and it worked for. Because I agree. You do have a million more who says who disagree with him. I don't care if you agree or disagree with him or not. The point is, if if you if you're not sure that he's even viable, I should probably add a fourth one to this, which is the options that are in front of you. You need to have some type of belief in all of them in the first place. Okay, so put that as like a small print for number two when it comes to critical thinking and for making data driven decisions. All of the decisions that are the options that are laid out in front of you before you make a decision has to be all ones that you are willing to go with. Right. So if you're like you're trying to decide on a plant based health coach and I'm in the bucket as one person that you're thinking about investing in to help you reach your health goals using a plant based diet, you have to already believe in me. Maybe you got. Two other people that you have been following, listening to, you're like, okay, maybe I'm going to go with, you know, uh, Dr. Michael Greger. Maybe I'm going to go with, you know, um, another plant-based health coach, you know, Tracy. Maybe I'll, I'll do Tracy McWhorter. So I got Tracy McWhorter. I got Lisa Smith. I got Michael Greger. I, I believe in all of them. I think they're all fire. I think they're all qualified. I think they're all good at what they do. Like the, to become a good decision maker, you have to make sure your options are each one, you're like, I'll be happy with either one. Let me just assess them a little more based on these couple of other things, right? And so every option has to be viable. You can't be like, I half-ass believe in what they say. No, 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 right? Now, options have to be really, really like, I believe in all three of them. Now I need to decide some other stuff, right? Well, Lisa does an immersive program. It's 10 weeks. It's a group. Okay. Well, Tracy only does virtual and it's just PDFs and pre-recorded video. Okay. And then Gregor, he does this. And then, you know, his community might not, I don't know if I'm vibing with that. Okay. So you got to make decisions based on the viability of each of each option and whether or not it can really help you get to where you're trying to go. Okay. So become a critical thinker and then master Date making data driven decisions, right? And how do we get the data? 
by implementing, by testing the hypothesis, right? I don't think a plant-based diet is going to give me enough protein. I don't think a plant-based diet is going to, um, you know, uh, give me all of my vitamins and minerals. I think I'm going to lose too much weight on a plant-based diet. I think I'm going to be hungry all the time on a plant-based diet. All of these, all of these things that you're assuming, right? You have to get out there and test it. And the testing has to be like a real test. Like you can't just be like, I did a one week challenge, you know, ate mostly processed vegan junk food and I hated it. Well, yeah, right? <laughs> so I would recommend having, um, if you're not, if, if the area that you're trying to approve in is kind of not your area of expertise, right? I would definitely recommend, right, being under the guise of someone whose expertise it is, right? So like, I don't believe a plant-based diet is going to give me enough protein or enough of my nutrients, let me work with a coach like Lisa. Let me do, you know, farm the tape board. Let me start coming to her first Saturday classes. Let me, let me start asking questions and getting this stuff understood so I can really test it out as opposed to waiting another two years, gaining another 40 pounds and being in a worse condition than you were when you started. So you have to become a better decision maker. Make data-driven decisions, become a critical thinking and do, don't think just the consumption of information is a strategy. Okay. Was this helpful for somebody? Thank you, Nataki, <laughs> for putting notes in the comments for me. I really appreciate it. Um, I hope this was really helpful because a lot of us are like in these vicious, unending cycles of never quite moving forward or giving, getting ahead in life and never quite getting ahead in, um, toward our goals, especially when it comes to health. And I don't want that for y'all no more. Like we no more. Okay. I want y'all to be better decision makers. So that's how you do it. Um, please share this with someone who needs to hear it and make sure, make sure if you're interested in, um, working with me to adopt a whole food plant-based diet to eradicate your chronic health challenges, then you just definitely want to visit lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me there. You can apply for farm to table. This is my last year teaching this program. Um, the final semester starts October 1st. Or you can apply for the other 23 if you're a health professional and you want to master plant-based nutrition and master how to be a coach, okay? So you have to, um, like being a subject matter expert, being great at what you know, it's not the same as being great at what you do. And if you are a health professional who finds yourself, finds it difficult to get people to be compliant, if you find it difficult to get people to buy into what you're selling. It's not because you're not great at what you know. It's not because you're not a subject matter expert. It's just because you haven't developed the very unique skill set of coaching. A lot of people think because they know something, they can coach. The first thing people don't even understand about it is that teaching and coaching are two different things. Teaching and coaching are not the same. And so what most people do is try and teach what they call themselves a coach. And so if you need to understand how to be a coach, and if you also are interested in using plant-based nutrition in your business or your practice as a health professional, um, then you want to apply for the other 23 plant-based nutrition and coaching certification. So you can do both at lisaangelsmith.com forward slash work with me. Listen, if you're watching this on a replay, thank you for watching. Drop a couple hearts. Let me know that something resonated with you. Shout out to the Relationship Recoverist, uh, who's always supporting my, my alumni. And um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in again. I'll see you on the flip side. Peace. <laughs>